are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. In this whole multitude, there was not but one man got healed, and it was the man that was on the stretcher. And it says, the power of the Lord was present to heal them, the multitude. But them didn't get healed. Only him got healed. Well, they got mad because Jesus said, thy sins be forgiven thee. He said, which is easier for me to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, arise, take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, rise, and take up thy couch, and go into thy house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed into his own house, glorifying God. Now there's a man that got a release of faith. Jesus said, hey man, your sins are gone. See, unforgiveness can keep you from releasing your faith. But if you find out that you can forgive and say, I do forgive. You know, I mentioned the other night that an individual that said they was going to Brother Hagin's camp meeting was going to go and listen to the teaching on faith and go into prayer line on Friday and get healed. But he taught on Wednesday or Thursday about forgiveness and they got a hold of it, called their brother long distance and got it all patched up. They'd been at odds with each other for 20 years. And before the healing line ever formed, every symptom had left her body. Why? Because her sins were forgiven her. See, there's some things. Now, let me show you something about healing. It is always God's will to heal. But now there's some things that keeps it from flowing. See, unforgiveness would keep it from flowing. Now, let me give you an example of that. Hezekiah, God said to Hezekiah, sent Isaiah up there and said, Hezekiah, you're going to die. Dern walked out. And Hezekiah changed his position before God. And brother, I mean, he changed some things. Before he got out of the house, he said, go back and tell him he's got 15 more years. Now, did God change his mind? No, no. God's ultimate will was Hezekiah live his full life out. But unless he changes the direction he's going, he's going to die. So you see, the adjustment there made a difference. And when we say it's always God's will to heal... That's true. It is. You can't find a place in the Bible where it said, no, God won't heal you. He's teaching you something. But you see, the indication here was that unless he can get rid of that sin consciousness, he probably won't get healed. Can you understand that? Amen. So you see, it's still the will of God for the whole multitude there to be healed because the power was present to heal them. But the multitude didn't get healed, did they? And then, for instance, let's, let's take this... Uh, Little woman in the, in the fifth chapter of Mark. She heard about Jesus. And uh, she said, when I touch his clothes, I'll be restored to health. The Amplified says she continually said that. Now see, we've talked this week on having a working knowledge of the Word of God. We've talked about confessing the Word of God, saying what God said. Now somehow she got a hold of what Jesus said probably about sickness and disease and the covenant with God. And she said, when I touch his clothes, I'll be restored to health. Now see, we've taught you this week on how to sow the seed by saying. Now let me say it this way. It won't happen just because you say it. 
But yet saying it is involved in making a lot of things happen. You understand what I'm saying? It won't happen just because you say it. But yet saying it is involved in working it. It's like saying to a farmer, you won't necessarily have a crop because you plant. Because you're going to have to fertilize it, you're going to have to water it, you're going to have to care for it. But you'll never have a crop if you don't plant. So here's a woman applying this principle and saying, when I touch his clothes, I'll be restored to health. She changed that image within her, and when she got there, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and she was healed. Somebody said, yeah, Jesus healed her. No, he didn't. He turned to her and said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. See, now, it was really the faith of God. She got it from the word that Jesus spoke, no doubt, because she heard about Jesus. But you see, when it was inside her, Jesus called it her faith. It's really God's faith. But it was imparted to her because she was speaking things that caused it to come into her. When we say what God says, it transmits that faith in the Word into us. That's why Paul said the Word is nigh you, it's in your mouth, and then it's in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach, he said. Because it is the Word of faith. So then Jesus said to the woman, see, he didn't even know she's back there. How could he have healed her? He didn't even know she's there. Now, it was the power of God that flowed out of him. But it was her faith that made the contact with that power and caused it to flow out of him. And she was healed and made whole. Now, go with me over to Mark's gospel, the sixth chapter. Verse 1, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogues, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things, and what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Now it's significant the way this is worded. The works that are wrought by his hands. They knew that Jesus, when he laid hands on people, they got healed. They said they're wrought by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters with us? And they were offended at him. It's amazing that people get offended. Why, he couldn't be anointed of God. I saw him building a barn the other day. Well, now, see, they saw him as a carpenter. They could have got their barn roof fixed, but they couldn't get healed. See, there's people that see Jesus as the Savior, but that's all they see him as. So they can get saved, but they can't get healed. They don't see him as the healer. See, they're right in one case, at least. Thank God for that. But see, there's more to it. He's our healer, too. And so they're in his own hometown now. And you know, in England, Arkansas. You know, I can go off to a place like this all over the United States. And we have some large crowds. We'll see some miracles happen. But I can preach in my own hometown. There won't be 15 people come. While they say he couldn't be anointed of God. I saw him driving a combine the other day. (laughs) They think you some kind of strange cat, you know. Now notice what Jesus said. They were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. 
And he could there do no mighty works. Did I read that right? You mean the Son of God, anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power, could do no mighty works? That's what it says. Why? Because of their unbelief. Save he laid hands on a few sick folks. Now the Greek says sickly. In other words, there wasn't much wrong with them. There was no mighty miracles happening there. Just a few minor ailments. And healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the village teaching. Now this will show you something. That if faith is not exercised, normally speaking, the healing power of God does not manifest itself. Now I say normally speaking, because God will do some things, just special manifestations of grace sometimes. But in the 18, I believe it is, of the miracle healings that we read of Jesus in the Bible, we find that 12 of those, I believe it's 12, that Jesus said it was their faith, or indicated it was their faith that made them whole. Now here in his own hometown, the Bible says he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. One translation said he tried to, but he couldn't. So he went about teaching. You know why? Because faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. So he just simply teach. Now, I can deduct something from that. I believe there's something significant there. It said Jesus laid his hands on a few sick folks and healed them. And I believe you can get more people healed by the laying on of hands, probably than any other method. Especially if faith is low. Now, go to Matthew, the ninth chapter. Matthew chapter 9, and let's begin verse 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying, said, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? And they say unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Now, isn't that a strange thing for Jesus to say? See that no man know it. Now, let me just stop and say a few things about that. You'll find Jesus said that several times. He said, Go and tell no man. Do you know, sometimes I think we make a mistake when we get people to stand up and start testifying about their healing immediately. For this reason, not that we're ashamed of it, not that we don't want to give glory to God, but at that point, they don't need the pressure of fear. Because the devil's going to come around and say, yeah, you get up and testify, and tomorrow you'll be worse, and then what are the people going to think? And they get in fear. Now, there is a time to testify to that. There is a time to give God glory. But I think we make a mistake sometimes when we just make people get up and testify immediately because they don't need that pressure at that point and Satan's going to use it as a pressure point. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our CD offer all this week will be CD offer number 7239. It's entitled A Working Knowledge of God's Word. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. This is one of the most important series I've ever done. It's called A Working Knowledge of the Word of God. 
In other words, you might know what the Word said, but do you have enough knowledge to operate in it and cause it to produce for you? It's important to do that and to know what God said. You know, the Apostle Paul in Colossians 1, verse 9 says that, I cease not to pray for you, to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, if you're filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and understanding, then you're able to operate in the principles of the kingdom of God and get it to work for you. Now, if you go over to Second Peter chapter 1, Peter says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. The more you know about God and the way that he worked, we'd call it his M.O., God's method of operation, the more you're able to enter into the promise of God and to see the promise manifest in your life. He said, grace and peace is multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. You can't believe any further than you have knowledge. Then in verse 3 he says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4 says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. That's Offer number 7239, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.